Uh, last week, Pastor John kicked off our series, Disconnected, and a few observations that uh, he made is, is, one, that we live in this paradox, that we have more ways to be connected than ever before, and yet we feel less connected than ever before. Uh, less than 10% of people today are satisfied with their connections to either their family or connections, uh, different social connections, or even connections to their local community. Less than 10% are satisfied with that. And the overarching story of the Bible is that it's, a, it's about what it looks like to be connected in a disconnected world. Last week we had a question about how do you listen to music? And there are all sorts of different ways of how we do that. And Pastor John addressed our disconnected experiences. Uh, this morning we are looking at how we are disconnected from reality. And this morning's question was about where do we go to get our news. You see, not only do we have more news options than ever, but we can dictate what we choose to hear from a news standpoint. Again, if you tend to be more conservative, there are plenty of conservative news sources for you to tune into. If you are more progressive, there are plenty of progressive news sources for you to tune into. It is really easy for each and every one of us to create something called an echo chamber. An echo chamber is seeking out information which reinforces our existing views. It's an exercise of confirmation bias. And echo chambers increase our political and social polarization which means we have more access to news than ever before and we are more disconnected than ever before because of it. And it's natural to seek out that which reinforces what we believe, but at the same time that disconnects us from those who disagree with us and that disconnects us from reality because reality is there are a lot of people that don't think exactly like we do. And when we choose to isolate ourselves from anyone who doesn't think like we do, we are disconnected from reality because there's a lot of people that don't. Um, we are less connected to the reality in the world. Now, if you have your Bible, go ahead and open it up to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And the passage of the day comes from there. Our scripture reader this morning is Chet Suter. And so, Chet, if you can make your way on up to the podium... And as he does so, as you're opening your Bibles, go ahead and stand, please, and face the center of the room. We read from the center of the room as a reminder to us that Scripture is to be central in our lives. And we stand because we believe that this is the Word of God. And so, Chet, whenever you are ready, please read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making us his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. 
God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Chet, thank you very much. You may be seated. I have two older sisters, and back when they were teenagers, they spent a lot of time on the phone. Uh, now, that was back in the day of having one landline phone, and there was no call waiting. So, if you had a couple siblings that monopolized the phone, um, no one else could get through to you, okay? Um, I realize that sounds archaic, but it, that happened once. Okay. Um, so they were on the phone so much that my parents made them log their time on the phone in writing. They had to write down who they called or who called them, um, when they called, and how long they talked. And all that was an attempt to limit how much time my sisters spent on the phone. And this morning I want to talk about how we are disconnected from reality. And the main thing I mean by that, being disconnected from reality, is that we are often not present to the present. Okay? The average time that people per spend on the phone per day, your smartphones, average time is three to five hours per day. We are doing this. And when we are doing this, three to five hours per day, we are not being present to the present. And it's gotten to the point that we have to remind ourselves of, to me, what's kind of silly we have to remind ourselves of. Like, you know, when we're at the restaurant ordering, we shouldn't be looking at our phone. We should be talking to the waitress. Or if we're in the checkout line of the store, we shouldn't be doing this. Or if we're talking to somebody, we shouldn't be doing this. As if we have, to, we have to remind ourselves of that. Um, we have to be reminded constantly that what is happening in front of us is more important than what is happening on our phones. And I have to always remind myself of that. Um, again, we have televisions in restaurants. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings with my daughter, just her and I, on Friday. Some good father-daughter time. And I knew I was going to be talking about this. Oh, and just for the record, she picked to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay, it wasn't, I just said, where do you want to go? That's where she picked. But I knew we were going to be talking about this. And so I worked really hard to not watch the TV. But the Milwaukee Brewer game was on. <laughs> okay? So I spent more time looking at the TV than at my daughter. Uh, earbuds, they are ubiquitous. And they allow us to be in our own little worlds. Um, how many times do we look like these girls at the restaurant? where we're all together on our phones. Uh, I love the picture of the guy on the beach. He's in a beautiful place, and he's not paying any attention. And again, this is not an anti-technology message. I have a phone. I think phones are great. Um, technology has always had the potential for good or for bad. That goes all the way back to when we discovered fire. And fire can be used for good or for bad. That's been true of every technology since fire. And being distracted is nothing new. 
We just have more ways to be distracted now. But again, even in just how we do life, um, it distracts us because, again, we're so busy. And I have enough on my plate. I don't have time to concern myself with what's going on around me because I'm so caught up in my own world. Um, we're not even aware many times of what's happening even in our local community. Okay, we're going to take a quick test. I'm just going to ask you to be honest because I'm not going to ask you to prove it. But I'm just going to ask a question. And if you know the answer, raise your hand. Again, be honest because I'm not going to ask you to prove it. But raise your hand if you know who's the mayor of Twin Falls, if you know. Okay, that's well less than, that's about a quarter of you at best. Um, what major store is coming to the mall? Uh, I said you didn't have to prove it. This isn't a Kohl's commercial. Uh, I am amazed, though, three-quarters of you knew that. Less than one-quarter of you knew who the mayor was, but three-quarters of you knew it was Kohl's. Um, hey, have you, have you heard about the Magic Valley man who's been missing for several weeks? Raise your hand if you know where he's from. What city? Yeah. Oh, you don't have to yell it out. Okay, show it off now. Um, but Jerome is right. Uh, we are not present to our present. And so God tells us to wake up. God is active in our lives. And if we don't know what's happening around us, how will we know when God is acting in us? How will we know when God draws near to us? As Romans 13 says, and do this, understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. See, the reality is God is pursuing a connection with you. It's a reality that we're often distracted from. God is pursuing a connection with you. God is the ultimate reality of the universe. There is no reality without God. A theological way of saying that is you take God away, everything else disappears too. Everything that exists, exists within God's presence. We are in God's presence here at church, that is true, but we are in God's presence everywhere we go, at work, school, your home, at the store, in the canyon, on the river, the lake, in the mountains. We are always in God's presence. God is the ultimate reality of the universe. And the Bible is about what it looks like to be connected in a disconnected world. And the first thing the Bible tells us is that God is always pursuing a connection with us. We are created to be relational. We are created to connect. God created us to have a relationship with each other. God created us to have a relationship with him. And relationships require boundaries. If we don't honor the boundaries of a relationship, the relationship is damaged. A very simple example of this is that in a work relationship, you have an employee and you have an employer. The employee works for the employer. But there are boundaries to that relationship. If the employee doesn't show up for work, or if the employer doesn't pay the employee, boundaries have been broken. And the work relationship is damaged. And this is true in all of our relationships. That if we don't honor the boundaries, the relationship is damaged. Likewise, with God, there are boundaries to our relationship with him. And oftentimes, we don't honor these boundaries. We call that sin. 
And so when, this, when we sin, damage is done to our relationship with God. And this has been going on from the beginning. And the very first question that God asks in the Bible is, where are you? Where are you? Right after the first boundary was broken, which was don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and Adam and Eve ate from the tree, and they heard God walking in the garden, and Genesis 3 says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? And this where are you question is not so much a question of location. Again, I love phone technology. Uh, one of the phone technologies I love is Life360. If you are a parent, you don't have Life360, this is a commercial for it. I love it, okay? Because if my, my kids have smartphones, and if they have smartphones, they have to have Life360. Life360 is an app. I can tell you where my children are at any moment. Um, we are currently, my family, we are currently in three states. I could tell you where each one of us are exactly, what street they're on, all that kind of stuff. Okay? Um, I can locate my kids anytime I want. God isn't asking a location question here. This where are you question is more of a relational question. Why aren't you with me? Why aren't you here? What happened? And from the beginning, God has been trying to reconnect with us. God is always pursuing a connection with us. He's always trying to reconcile with us. If you go, if you still have your Bibles open to 2 Corinthians 5, where it says in verse 18, All of this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. And going on, uh, chapter 6, verse 2, For he says, In the time of my favor I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Look, have you ever had something good happen to you that you really didn't deserve? Have you ever wondered why that happened? Maybe God was trying to connect with you. Have you ever had something bad happen to you that you really didn't deserve? And have you ever wondered why that had happened? Well, maybe God was trying to connect with you. God will use the good and the bad to connect with us. The reality is God is reconciling the world to himself. God is drawing you and me and all of us to him. He wants us to be with him. He is pursuing a connection with us. But there's another reality that we often get distracted from, and that is God wants to establish a partnership with us. He wants a partnership with us. I'm teaching a summer Bible study called When God Disappears. It's a study on the book of Esther. It actually finishes up this week. Um, but a couple weeks ago, I told this funny story, and um, maybe many of you have heard this one. But there was this billionaire having a party with a bunch of his friends and business associates, and the party's at his house, and he's showing off his house and all of his cool stuff. And so he takes his guests to his pool. It's an Olympic-sized pool. It's just, it's gorgeous. It's just awesome. 
And then the guests notice that there's something in the pool. The pool is full of sharks. And the billionaire, in a moment of hubris, offers his challenge. He says, hey, anyone who swims from one side of the pool to the other will get whatever they want up to half of my fortune. And no one takes them seriously. So they all begin to leave the pool area. And as they're leaving the pool area, they hear a splash. And they all turn around. And the guests see this guy swimming frantically in the pool. And the sharks are on his tail, and he's swimming as fast as he can, and the sharks are on his tail, and he's swimming, and sharks, swimming, sharks. And by some miracle, he makes it to the other side of the pool, and everyone breathes a sigh of relief, everyone applauds, it's a great moment. And the billionaire kind of resigns himself, and he says, you know something, I'm a man of my word, and so what do you want? He goes to the guy dripping wet out of the pool. He says, what do you want? Up to half of my fortune, my house, my businesses, what do you want? And as the guy is catching his breath, he says, how about we start with the name of the guy who pushed me in the pool? (laughs) Now, do you think God has a purpose for you? Do you think God has you here in this place, in this time, for a reason? Or did you just fall in? Is there a reason why you're here? Or did you just fall in? And how you answer that question will impact every decision you make. If you still have your Bibles and you look back in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, where it says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And then chapter 6, verse 1. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us, As God's co-workers, God wants to partner with us. Or he wants us to partner with him, whichever way you're more comfortable saying it. But he doesn't want us to be ambassadors all by ourselves. He wants us to join a team. Together, we are ambassadors. And a week ago, we put that into practice. At Summer Serve, we teamed up as Christ's ambassadors so that a neighborhood could experience that Jesus loves them and that God wants a connection with them. And as Christy said, as she was preparing and there were obstacles that needed to be overcome, she said, well, I felt like God was with us because of all the things he provided even before I could do anything or ask anyone to help. God was already at work. It was as if we were partners with God. You know what I didn't see a lot at Summer Serve? And you didn't see any of it in the video. But even if you were at Summer Serve, you know what you didn't see? You didn't see this. There was very little of this going on. You see, we didn't have time to be distracted. 
We had to be focused. We needed to be connected to the reality that was right in front of us. The reality of what were the needs of the neighborhood. The reality of what were the needs of the people. The reality of who were these people that we didn't know. The reality of what could we do to help. The reality of how can we help in a way that's respectable. Um, the reality that each of us had a role to play. There was sidewalk repairs and roofing and painting and landscape work and placing sod and laying rock. Uh, food preparation, child care, water runners, first aid station, check-in, pictures. And uh, those of you who couldn't be there, some of you gave financially or you gave materially. Many, most of us participated in some way. At Summer Serve, we didn't just do community service. We were Christ's ambassadors. And there were multiple moments, Christy said, that the people in the neighborhood didn't understand why we were doing what, was, what we were doing, what they were experiencing, what was happening. And the answer was, God wants to reconcile with all of them. And he made his appeal to that neighborhood through us. You see, faith in Christ gives us focus. It tells us that we are made for something new. Faith in Christ calls us into a deeper reality than simply living distracted lives. It reconnects us to what God is doing in the world. Faith in Christ reconnects us to the reality of who we are, and it tells us that we are Christ's ambassadors, partnering with God as he reconciles the world to himself. It's time to wake up and connect with God and the purpose that he has for all of us. Please pray with me. And Lord, we thank you that you are always pursuing a connection with us. And Lord, I would ask that you would open our eyes, wake us up, help us see the opportunities in front of us where we could be your ambassadors and so that people could experience your love and your grace through us. Lord, again, we just ask that you would continue to encourage us. And Lord, help us see past all of our distractions into the reality of how you are at work in our lives. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Receive God's blessing. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.